Hello, and welcome to the Know You Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pergelski. And Steve, who do we have with us on the podcast today? Well, it's, it, it, took, it took over a year, <laughs> but we have a special guest and one of our members of our team, Jeff. We have Mary Malone on the call today. Hi, Mary. Hi, guys. Welcome, Mary. Thanks. The, uh, you guys are both ahead of me in terms of uh, technical abilities because I'm uh, on my phone and um, and that's why I'm not sharing my video right now. But uh, but yes, Mary. So um, our own Eminem. How? Let's. Uh, we'll start by asking you, how long have you been at Anovia? So I'm in my second year at Anovia. I started. Uh, the end of 2019, and it's been a great ride so far. Steve, we have it, and, and actually, Mary um, took over a lot of my responsibilities from an account management perspective. So um, it is it is um, a pleasant surprise that she is still with us, um, Steve. I was. <laughs> She, she she had a lot of rebuilding to do in terms of documentation and uh, and and she's laughing because it's true but uh, yeah so so how did you uh, find your way to Anovia um, what what did you do in your past lives so it was a lot of serendipity actually that I ended up at Anovia so. Um, I've known Tom Doran for close to 30 years, and we've always been friends, and we've always followed along with each other's careers. And I had um, just gotten done with working at my second startup survey research company. And, um, you know, I've been out in business for uh, 30, 40 years now. And um, uh, Tom said, hey, uh, we, I'm looking for somebody to come and help clients uh, with uh, their technology and a little bit about digital transformation. And he knew I really was into being a consultant and, a, and an advisor. And he said, I think you'd be a good fit for this particular role that we have. And I said, I'll give it a try. And then I, you know, I came on and, and Jeff, you're right. We did spend a couple of weeks driving around Wisconsin in the winter. And then unfortunately COVID hit and I couldn't go around and visit with people that much anymore. So I did work on a lot of your unfinished paperwork and I'm glad to say it's done now. So you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Really, I think our customers probably thank you more than uh, more than I did. But uh, all right, well, that so that is, uh, that is interesting. We are certainly, uh, we're certainly glad to have you as a member of the team, even though Steve really was reluctant on adding you because of your um, Packer <laughs> fan status. But I'm outnumbered. I'm a Packer fan, particularly by marriage. My husband uh, was born in Wisconsin, and he's had season tickets since oh, since he was about 27. So we go up to a lot of games and. That partially fed into uh, to the fit for the company. Had a lot of clients up in Wisconsin, and people knew that I would be happy to go up there all the time. So there you have it. And we're also we're we're real live Bucks fans since you know a long time ago, and uh, we love to go up to Brewers games as well. 
Though I'm a Mets fan, Steve, 1969. I know. Thanks, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) If if we wouldn't have won in 16, we'd have more of a uh, a heated conversation. But it's all good now. It's all good. (laughs) Nice. uh, All right. Well, okay. So then if I I can, uh, I've got some questions. So from your LinkedIn profile, uh, in bold, it says, I'm a data geek and culture freak. Can you please elaborate on that? Because Steve was sort of like, he's afraid to uh, to kind of touch that, whereas I want to jump in. So so explain <laughs> to us what that means, data geek and culture freak. So, well, um, so I think it, I, I guess it, it explains a little bit about me in that um, I have a, a BS, you know, a Bachelor's of Science in Biology and, and a, a BA in the anthropology. And so I was always somebody who was good at working with, with data. Um, and I really enjoy working with data. And my master's is in health systems management. And so I was really data focused. And um, when I was a senior exec at the companies I was at, we were really about managing by metrics. Um, and then and then I was working with these survey companies besides. And so I, I I really like data. I really get geeked out. As a matter of fact, I I'm a I really love Power BI because I I love visualization of data and how data can be made to tell a story, um, and how um, how companies can get better using data. And so I'm really really geeky about data and survey data and just how we can use data for performance improvement. But the other side of it is the the culture freak, and that's from the anthropology background. Um, and that's really understanding that you know we we all are part of an organization's culture. We create it ourselves every day um, by what we do, by what we say. Um, and you don't get very far trying to work with data um, without understanding the culture and where an organization is at um, in terms of the things that it values and what it um, uh, what it expects of it employ its employees, et cetera. So I really think that the 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 reason I've had some success is because I've been able to marry the two of those things. You know, being good with data and, and being good with understanding where where people are at. Um, so yeah, so those are my two um, probably my 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 two things I'm most proud of is I can I can work in both spheres pretty easily. So, so, so how was Jeff's data entry? <laughs> Clearly, I was concentrating more on the culture side of things, <laughs> and I thought culture meant like like um, uh, what we were uh, listening to and reading, and uh, and it wasn't uh, and it wasn't maybe quite as customer centric as uh, as Mary would have liked. But before we start picking on Jeff too much, I want you and Steve to have some sort of ultimate CRM battle and see who, uh, who comes <laughs> out on top because you are both very, um, you're both very big fans of CRM and, and have, uh, have, have actually done great things um, in terms of our customers and prospects. So, um, so I'm interesting, I'm interested in kind of hearing um, what your, um, as you've engaged with, with the customers, um, over the past year plus, um, what are you uh, what are you most excited about? What is uh, not necessarily, I guess, just from a CRM perspective and, and their data, but just you know, what do you like about being uh, an account manager at Anovia? 
So um, I'll come back to the CRM question, how's that? Because I do think Steve and I have had different experiences with CRM, and I, I think that'll lend itself to another piece of the conversation. But what I really like about the current role, um, you know, I just, I've always liked helping people. So I've always been someone who had a real focus on the customer, whether it was, you know, leading a team of customer service people or developing standards around customer service or teaching uh, and working with organizations to improve their customer service. So I sort of just have a customer service ethos. So it's been really fun, um, you know, to be able to get to know my set of our customers and, you know, helping them, you know, think and strategize and grow and, um, you know, being of service to them. Um, I also like just, you know, kind of that helper air traffic controller role that we play to make sure they get the right resources at the right time. So it's a really interesting job because on one day I might, you know, in one hour, I might be talking with somebody and the CEO at a client and, you know, they're thinking about their business strategy and maybe we're talking about doing some process improvement, value stream mapping work for them. And and that's a great conversation. And then And then somebody turns around and they have a very specific question about, some aspect of of does BC do this for them, um, and then turn around and somebody might have a question about their invoice, and all of those are things that I might do uh, on any given day. So I find I find that part you know of my job the variety really really interesting. Um, I do um, I think what I you know I I feel like it fits well with my personality and what I've done historically is I really like when I get involved with the, the sort of talking about big picture digital transformation of a company, you know, not just how they're going to use BC or NAV or whatever, but that where do they want to be in the future and what kind of data do they think will drive their business and how do we make sure that we're, you know, you know, putting the information that they need in so that they can get better information out for better decision making, you know, again, with the, the ultimate goal of helping them grow or being able to see new product opportunity or um, being able to take, you know, sort of more manual, less critical thinking tasks and um, take those away from people so they can unleash the power of individuals to contribute different, differently to an organization. I get a kick out of all that and I really enjoyed being part of that. For the clients that let you do that, I mean, we have, you know, clients that are on all stages of a spectrum, right? Some of them, you know, they they're very very independent of us, and and others are very closely, you know, allow us to closely align with them in their strategy. Um, so my preference just naturally is to work with the ones that let us in, but I'm happy to work with all of them wherever they're at on that spectrum. So cool. Yeah. So. And then I, I think the other thing that's awesome is just the teamwork that we have here at Inovia. That's been a wonderful, awesome surprise. And uh, I mean, I've had the chance to work with both of you, Jeff in particular, a lot. Um, but Steve and I have had the chance to collaborate. But, you know, every day is a collaboration between our different teams. You know, the customer, our, our team, I mean, we all have different strengths and weaknesses that we can bring to clients. And we collaborate a lot together on that. And then with our project teams and the delivery side, you know, not a day goes by that we're not in conversation with them and helping each other out and, you know, um, everybody doing, you know, getting to do those things that they're that they're good at um, and bring that to, to 
solving client problems. So. All right. Okay. So that um, that is all um, stuff that I would agree with and things that I like about my job. Um, so now let's get back to uh, the CRM. Jeff's topic. trying to start something, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I have like two like CRM um, super fans. So like I, you know, usually this uh, this podcast is seventy percent CRM talk. All right, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> You know, I think, you know, I, I've, I've been in, a, you know, directing a sales team. And so I have, a, a, you know, and I directed a sales team before there really were CRMs out there. I mean, we were we basically had to do development of our of our own um, before you had more of, of, you know, people had gone out and, and created them that you could get off the shelf. But, I, you know, from a sales perspective, I can't imagine running a sales team or or being somebody engaged in in an account management role or a sales role or even in a in, in a in a customer service role without having access to information um about the client but i think um because i've also been in marketing and communication roles and in, in leading um that side of of the business as well the marrying of that data is where I think the absolute power is. And I then you want to talk about the data geek in me. I can get all geeked out about this. You know, the opportunities, um, and we're doing it here, but at other companies where you where you can take the CRM data and you can marry it to your BC, your ERP data, and then you can marry it to your marketing platform to see how a customer is engaging with you, to see how an account is engaging with you are they reading your newsletters are they opening a particular kind of um uh, email that you send to them um can you target them once you've identified that they they're interested in something during a crm conversation if you're integrated with your marketing platform can you put them on a a drip campaign to provide them you know information that they want sort of you know they want it but you know Maybe it's just an overtime, you know, contributing to their interest uh, in a topic, or maybe it's something they've said, hey, you know, in, in three years, we're going to want a new X payroll, we're going to want a new document management system. And so over the course of that time, you could be sending them targeted information um, so that in that year when they're ready to think about it, um, you know, they've you've been educating them all along about something. I love the ability to target it. I love the ability as a, as an account manager, if you will, to be able to go back and see um, what they're interested in. I the as a matter of fact, I get so geeked out about this that in in uh, on July 17th, I'm doing a uh, webinar with one of our colleagues, Keith, um, on this subject. We worked together and did some marketing like this, and we're going to be able to share what we've done before as well as. The opportunities we've had to put it into place um, at Anovia over the last year. So I don't know, Steve. I mean, I think we're on the same page. I mean, we both love CRMs. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so um, I don't. I don't know what you would add to that in terms of where you see what we've done in the last year with Anovia's CRM. And and I think you know we're. I don't know where Jeff's trying to take us or take me on that trip but you know it's 
you know, you know, Mary, you look at all the different roles you've played in growth over the years and, you know, and you saw it from a salesperson's point of view. You see it as a sales manager's point of view. You see how to integrate with marketing. You see how to take this data. You know, there's so many way, you know, it's, it's, it's a tool and people from different parts of the company might use it differently. Right. And I think, you know, what I, what I kind of talk about a little bit more is that, you know, as a salesperson, right, how can this help me do my job, right? And kind of get into that culture discussion, too, because uh, coming from a large pharma company, there was a lot of, it was used a lot for compliance versus coaching. So I think the conversations here are, are the same, but it's really like the nice thing here at Inovia is that, you know, we're we're very fortunate you talked about, you know, your background. I mean, and not to mention, Larry has uh, Mary has a law degree also, <laughs> and you know, Jeff has like yeah, twenty yeah. certificates more than me. And Mary has about five more degrees than I do, but that's another guy. You know, it's it's great to have all these brilliant people that have different skill sets come together, and to to help our customers. Right, and it's 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 a very unique thing, and some have a sales background, some don't, and it's really like, okay, how do you embrace this tool to do it? But the neat thing is, is that if you know if we put an opportunity in. I kind of follow our process and it doesn't work out okay go on the next one where some companies that i've worked with okay everything's got to be reviewed and it's you know they come after the salesperson and they're less apt to put the stuff in so i think you know the conversations jeff that i kind of do on you know when i talk about it or talking with other companies is that you know not mary has i think more of a holistic approach of it. And, and we get to those conversations, but it's to me, it's like, how can you use this, you know, define your goals of the system. First off, you need to have a plan, define your goals. And then how, you know, how can you help sales people create a culture that they want to put it in? Because Mary always talk about there's, there's three types of deals, the real deals in CRM, the fluff where people keep moving it out, moving it out, moving it out. Not that I would ever do that. <laughs> right. And then the ones in the sales people's minds. Because, you know, as, as, as a salesperson, if I'm going to get, you know, this, if, if, you know, bombarded with questions all the time on where this at, where this at, where's this at, maybe I just work that a little bit more on my Outlook or my cell phone until I get a little bit more warm and fuzzy, right, to want to put that in. Because everybody loves those deals that get kind of put in towards the end and win them. Oh, that just came, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. But you don't want a bunch of those, right? So I think... It's uh, the approach is very similar and, you know, it's but I, I think I try to focus a little bit more when I'm talking with our customers or prospective customers a little bit more on more of that salesperson side of things. Well, and I think the, the key to that is ha, is. Is you really want to have the good data and and having the data and having the, the, the sales team, account managers, customer people put the data in is really important. So, I oh, mean, absolutely. it starts with that because you can't do any of the cool marketing if they're not actively engaged with the system. Um, so, you know, you can't, the data, the data is only going to be as good. Your ability to, 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 to impact your marketing is only going to be as good as, as the information that they, they put in, in the place. And you're right. It really is a cultural thing. I mean, you know, I, they're they're stand you know there there have to be expectations about using the system and there have to be expectations about you know are you a company that only puts them in at the last minute or as soon as you have a whiff do you want to put them in there 
because of the ability to be linked to that marketing side of things. I mean, if you're put them in at the last minute, you're not helping yourself. And so to see it, you know, I've always said, um, so I presented a lot of data to clients um, because I, I worked in survey companies and you know, they they would get data that would tell them how their customer service was. And invariably, some people would see that it wasn't where they wanted it to be. And they'd try and run off and beat people up with the data. And I, I always felt like, you know, that may not be the best use. You know, the, the data is a tool, right? And so is a hammer. You know, you can build houses with a hammer or you can beat people up with a hammer. And I'd rather... I'd rather use the data to build a house to make the company better. And I think that it's a lazy form of accountability to just beat people up about, <laughs> yeah. uh, I just, I, I do. I mean, I think, you, it, you know, it's a bigger picture than that. And that's why I go back to being a data geek and culture freak, because I do think that even on something as simple as using a CRM, they're really closely related. Mm -hmm. so. Great but, but my way of using a CRM is better than Steve's, right? I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just if we're gonna actually get gonna have a CRM war, I'm gonna win. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I, you know, it's it's funny when I if if you look at Mary's notes and compare them to Jeff's notes. Anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you want to have it. I just needed. What's that? <laughs> I was going to say, I just, I just, I just needed to use the bathroom, so I wanted you guys to talk about something for a few minutes. That was the reason for my, uh, my jabbing there, Steve. Nice, and you know, and the neat thing about it is, is that mindset. If if you go on to a different role in the company, someone can take over your accounts and go there, and it's and all that information is there. You know, that's ideally that's it's a helpful thing, right? Because I used. We used to have, uh, you know, I don't know if Angie listens, but we've been trying to sell these filing cabinets here, right? <laughs> and it, it's, okay, I said, who's in the market for filing cabinets anymore? Everything's kind of like, in, you know, doc, it, it's stored, right? It's 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 stored, but that's, uh, yeah, great conversation. We won't try to, you know, get too, too, too focused on the CRM piece of it. But, you know, I do have a question for you, Mary. So uh, I, I remember talking to you. I, I honestly think you've been to more, uh, Bruce Springsteen concert than I've been to Cup games. Is that true? <laughs> that might be. <laughs> so, yeah, so I have been. So the reason I started to keep count of Bruce Springsteen concerts is because people would do introductions and the, and I do have more degrees than a thermometer. And I, I always felt like, you know, I needed to balance that out with more of a fun fact about me. So my fun fact is that I've seen Bruce Springsteen in concert 97 times and he's wow. announced that he's going to tour in 2022. So just so you know, I might not be around that much. If I'm not around, check his concert schedule and <laughs> there you go. be traveling around with, but I, I grew up, I actually, I grew up in his hometown in New Jersey. Okay. And so right. he was a local hero and um, very much somebody who, um, you know, talked about a place where I'm, his songs are about places where I'm from and freehold. And so I, yeah, it, it it's, it's, I'm an aficionado, by the way. I am not a, a stalker. I just, <laughs> <laughs> not that I know where his uh, bus is parked. Right. right. Yeah. No, no, no. So <laughs> I just, I still to this day find his shows wildly entertaining. And if I can be that, you know, if I can get to 71 and still put on a three and a half hour 
concert, I would consider that, you know, an accomplishment. So, So I know they have paired heads and dead heads. Is there a name for folks that follow him like yourself? Some people call them spring nuts, but I've just, (laughs) (laughs) I've just, I've always been, I've been quietly, quietly a fan that, that, um, you know, uh, other than when I'm singing in this, you know, at the show, I'm, I'm usually not in your face about it. So interesting, uh, interesting trivia question. Um, Spring nuts was my Yahoo chat name back in 1995. Get out! <laughs> it really wasn't, but um, I like to say that as often as possible. <laughs> nice. So, so Mary, you've been here a year, uh-huh. and being a data geek, and now kind of working in an ERP partner, right? I mean, and I'm, you know, sometimes when I talk with folks, and one of the biggest adjustments I had to come uh, to come to, uh, to an understanding in a small channel is that, you know, I want people to think big. Right. You have access to all this functionality, all this data. You can use this data to help you sell more stuff. Right. I mean, is it like when you're talking with some and you're like, oh, my gosh, I just I just want to come on your side of it and just coach you because of your background. Right. Like there's there's so much opportunity. I mean, have you I guess I'm trying to gauge on uh, is that when you when you when you speak with your clients or uh, folks, I mean, how does it resonate? Are you able to get that story across or really how does that go on? I think little by little, I mean, I'm going to be honest, not being able to meet in three dimensions with people, mm-hmm. you know, teams meetings are good. Um, but, you know, when you're first meeting somebody, you know, it takes a little while to 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 develop a relationship in the in the in that trust. And I think it was a little bit slower than I would have wanted. Um, but I'm finding more and more. I mean, I've been up in Wisconsin with see most of my clients over the last month or so. And more and more, you know, we're finding that opportunity to 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 talk a little bit more strategically about the next couple of years, um, and I think that's resonating with them. And it's, you know, and and what's really nice is that, you know, we're on, you know, our folks in our role are unbillable to them, and so it's kind of how do you want, you know, I'm available to you. I've done strategic planning. I've helped two companies you know, two startups really take off and grow. And I, I understand the pains of growth and the good things about growth. And if you want to take advantage of that, you, you know, if a client wants to, I'm all for that. And I also understand people may not want to and may want to make it more about the more, you know, the tactical pieces of it. Um, but when they do, I do, I get very energized by that. And there's so much going on in the Microsoft ecosystem um, you know, just and so many abilities to think about um, how we can help companies, you know, grow faster or produce more efficiently um, using those technology tools. It's a really cool time to be thinking, you know, helping people think strategically about that. Right. That's that's a good point. It's you know, I I was thinking early in my sales career when uh, I was talking with this person that was closer to retirement than I when I just started and he kept saying you know Steve if it's not broke don't fix it and and I kept thinking you know this you know this is probably 30 years ago the status quo back then uh, you know maybe your survival time is longer but in this tech world that we're in if you have that mindset I mean it, it you're just gonna get ran over right I mean it's it's just there's companies can start up so fast and the thought that 
when I first started, I remember um, talking with Tom. Uh, you know, he said, no, normal company that starts, you know, can afford an ERP system is usually at least 10 million a year. Well, now that it's kind of gone to this cloud-based SaaS model, the entry point is a lot less. You know, the companies can actually have now access to data that they couldn't afford years ago. And it's just cool to watch that develop. And so um, is there any a question I have is that is there anything that maybe like you had an aha moment when like you came over to the channel, like uh, like maybe something you didn't expect your job to be or something that or got you on the opposite, got you more excited? Um. So I, you know, I think the aha moment for me is is I'm always amazed by the range of competencies. You know, in any in any company, people people have strengths here and and weaknesses here. Um, and so, Mary, I'm on I'm on the I'm on this web like this podcast. So <laughs> I feel personally attacked right now. So, so can you yeah, please focus on the on the high range of people? <laughs> but uh, but no, well, and and but the ability to recognize that and to be able to try and and you know get people in the right seats and make adjustments um you know i i i mean it was just an aha for me that everybody every company has challenges and you know i spent a long time in healthcare and i saw those kinds of challenges and with my startups i saw those kinds of challenges and i just find it interesting that in in the variety of industries that I'm exposed to here your the the similarities of challenges and the similarities of having strengths and weaknesses are there. Um, in terms of my big aha lately is I'm really excited about you know I was talking about the Microsoft ecosystem and this is something Jeff probably sees as much as anybody how much new stuff is coming out and everything. I'm really excited that. Um, um, Dynamics 365, the voice, the customer voice product is being enhanced, which is going to make it a lot easier for our clients to to do surveys and to capture data, you know, customer satisfaction surveys or product satisfaction surveys or interactions if they have customer service folks, interactions with field service or customer service folks um, to really be able to gauge how they're doing. And I'm I'm excited for that next iteration and perhaps being able to marry some of my survey data experience and performance improvement experience and data geekiness into some um, some ways, some offerings that we'll bring, Anovi um, will bring to help our clients in the future. So that's my, that was my latest aha with uh, all the stuff that Microsoft is doing. And we're <clears throat> we're speaking from our computers. And since I've been here, that's my phone number's been my computer. And you know, but it, it'll ring to your cell phone, or if you can't actually have a good internet signal and be on your computer, you could actually do a a, a webinar or a podcast from your phone, right, Jeff? <laughs> Relatable content, yes. <laughs> that's why we have all these options available to us, and it is fun to. Uh, help when our customers you know um can leverage all of these technologies and and i think that's the the thing for me that is most exciting about the future is what is going to be you know possible and and even the the applications that have been around for a few years but 
you know, just haven't filtered down to maybe the small to medium sized business um, market where where we mostly exist, where our customers are mostly, and uh, and just taking advantage of of you know really like the the launch of our um, power platform team and how that's going to help our customers use really inexpensive applications most you know of our customers that are on office 365 have access to a lot of those applications um the the stuff about microsoft voice and um all the the new things that are coming out making it easier to leverage azure and azure analytics uh, you know whether that's in a crm way or, or um just in in general for your data all those things are um I think really keep me uh, excited about about the channel and about how we can use Business Central as the starting point, but then you know combine all this other data into it. So um, even you know even CRM data sometimes, Steve. <laughs> nice. And you know we sell. So we were at this conference last week in Atlanta, and had a lot of great presenters, and they're really talking about uh, how engaging with clients and your current clients have just profoundly changed over the last you know eight just five years and in that like you know you think of all the product offerings we have you know the neat thing is by having a mary as your account manager customer engagement specialist it's really you know that conversation to get to know you because mary just brought up the voice well there's all these other things your erp system can do how do you start that conversation and then not only who do you start that conversation it went from they said i think it was uh 2005 it was like normally three to four decision makers they're talking about enterprise type deals and said it went from 2011 2020 to where it went from 6.2 to 11.2 decision makers so now you have all these different stakeholders and most people that are in the field of either sales or customer account management you know, getting to know 11 people in an account can be a challenge, right? But you want to make sure you understand everybody. And I'll, I don't know if, Mary, if you've, if you've noticed that, it's like, and, you know, the, I think one of the greatest assets you have is that you've, you've been in so many different roles, yeah. right? So you see what the C-suite looks and then, you know, the end user, I and mean, maybe these folks over here, everybody has different wants and needs, right? But getting that together, we you know, you talked about healthcare and we both share that. I call them hospitals and and I talked about you want to talk about silos calling hospitals for 20 years. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, here's pharmacy, here's nursing, here's the C-suite, here's nutrition, here's, you know, let's, let's I, I remember introducing people that were directors that been there for 10, 15 years that never met the other director. You know, you're like, wow, I just kind of brought them together. And, you know, it's and that's kind of what we do. But, um, you know, it's 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 creating that path that, you know, sitting down, have that, that conversation with, you know, with with our, our clients and our customers to really better understand. And it's kind of neat. I mean, when, when you know, we, we talked about Tom, you knew Tom before, and we always talk about the six degrees to Tom Doran, like six degrees to Kevin Bacon, right? <laughs> you know, everybody has kind of like a, of how we, how we, how we got here and stuff. But, you know, it's just, uh, just having those, you know, getting into those conversations and, and leading, um, I'm sure, uh, you know, you, it's like you have this bucket full of things that you want to talk about, but it's that engage, you know, setting that tone of engagement. Is there has there been anything to you that you that you kind of when you first started taking over? For I'm a, first off, did they know who Jeff was when you took over his account? Or? Oh, most of them did. 
And they really liked him. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So. <laughs> you don't like Jeff, you got a problem, let me tell you. Exactly. So, well, you know, I think actually even Jeff probably sees it as much as we do now, you know. So you're 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 looking to help them increase the functionality, let's say, in there's the everyday user of it, but then there's three or four people from a different department that either want to be need that data or provide that data in some levels. And so there's so many adjacencies that people need to understand, you know, outside of that silo of the one thing that they do. Where do they get their data from? Who's the next person who's going to use it? How does how do you ensure a true north? for the company to be making decisions out of that data. I'm sure when Jeff is doing his, you know, a lot of the demos that uh, of the system that Jeff does, he's got multiple people with multiple needs in those meetings now. And, you know, I think the hardest thing is to have people make enough time for it. Like, I think we have answers to questions that whether you're a user or an owner, you know, we can help you. But to get people to make enough time to to see that is, I think, the hardest challenge. Everybody's so busy, you know, and they don't want to, but, you know, there's, you pay a price for not spending enough time in, in the beginning, I think. So, um, but. You nailed it. I mean, time is one of the hardest resources to get, right? Everybody yeah. has their day jobs and a lot, of, a lot of things going on. And so I know, Jeff, we're kind of getting close to on time. Any any other questions you'd like to ask Mary or that's relevant to? Um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they, I, I might. Um, I, was I a distracting force in this episode, Steve? No, no, no you're trying to force a confrontation between Mary and I or anything. But it was kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was one in one innocent question. See, okay, the last thing I wanna um I want to bring up because I don't know either. I wasn't paying attention, but did we bring up that Mary is actually um a lawyer? Did we? Yes, uh, did. Uh, see, <laughs> I that was when I was in the well, she, had a law, she has a law degree, so I think people. I do. Can, okay. Uh, yeah, let's say so. So then we can't. Oh, so she's not a lawyer, so we cannot tell any lawyer jokes. Okay, then. Okay. Then I guess I'm lawyer jokes that you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. Uh, I guess that's it. Then I'm. I'm okay with this episode. Well, she's going to get calls all. now from clients saying, "Hey, you said you're free. I got. I got some questions for you. They're going to be legal questions now." Oh, that's right. That's They're right. probably taking their chances on that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, Steve, anything we've got um, coming up that uh, we want to we want to share with our listeners before we wrap this episode? Well, I know Mary. You said you have a, a webinar upcoming. What you know? What date that is? Uh, July 17th. July 17th. And if, if you, uh, she just did a webinar. What was the webinar you just did recently? Oh, um, I did one with uh, one of my colleagues, Gary Harpenow, and we did um, uh, strategies and tactics for ERP, BC NAV, uh, implementation success. So we really looked at why, why projects, differences between successful projects terms of uh, engagement of the mm -hmm. teams and then a little bit about uh, training and how doing both of those well make the project better and um, lead you to a faster return on investment. Uh, and that's great. And you can actually go to the Inovia website and look on past events and you can either search Mary's name or, or search topics and 
that should come up and as a, as a recording and, you, and for those that have missed it you can get it and if you're interested in attending her upcoming conference you can go on our website and sign up right there um and and, and even if you can't attend it uh when the when her presentation is over with keith you'll get sent a link to the actual recording of the presentation so that's great great mary I'd, i mean we could talk for a long time we'll have to have you back you know, we won't say that we had you on before Gary or Kevin because you know I know they, they listened to the conference, right? I mean, to that to our they're one of our listeners, right, Jeff? So, uh, but I've told you I'm more interesting than they are. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, but we love you, Kevin. Especially anyway. Kevin, yeah, especially. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so well, I think uh, we're, I think that's it. You can find Mary on LinkedIn, right, Mary? Is there any yes, other yes. social media that people could follow you on? So, um. LinkedIn's probably the best place, but you can find me on Twitter as well. Okay, that just you can reach out to Mary, and if you have any questions about, uh, you know, maybe you want to have a conversation with her, you can either uh, m Malone at Anovi.com, or you can always go to the website, and we'll make sure that uh, if uh, you know we'll track her down for you, right? Just call your account manager, and we'll be more than happy to. So, Mary, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank and you, guys. This was fun.